Are you in a season where you're longing for more, desiring inner peace, hoping for more authenticity in relationships? Perhaps you're feeling unsettled inside, like you know that God is calling you deeper, higher, and further than you've ever gone before. You are ready for change and it's time for something to shift. But what is it? What's been missing? My name is Amber Todd. I am a Christian counselor, and I believe that you were never meant to live a disconnected, segmented life. You were created for connection, deep, authentic, healing connection. First, within yourself, because your mental, physical, and spiritual health is interconnected. This is why I love collaborating with doctors and like-minded holistic practitioners who honor God's design for our whole being to function and operate in harmony. Life Interconnected Podcast is an intentional space you can come to every week to receive encouragement, hope, and a fresh perspective on your internal world so that you better understand your thoughts and emotions and how to live a connected life. Join this movement of mindful believers who desire to grow in our faith and cultivate a holistic approach to health and wellness. Subscribe to the podcast today and share it with your friends. Welcome to Life Interconnected. So I have a confession to make. I am the type of person who loves change. I'm constantly looking for new opportunities and ways to grow, ways to switch things up practically in my business. And I have a high value for variety, which is why I've intentionally built my career around my gifts, talents, interest. I get to counsel, I get to walk alongside people who are intentionally healing. And I'm also honored to do public speaking and encourage, exhort the body of Christ. I love being creative and I'm a teacher at heart, which is why I host this podcast and create online courses. So change is my love language (laughs) and we're entering a season of change. You know, as the leaves hit the ground, I've been thinking about this. My two-year-old, as we're walking around our neighborhood, often says, look, mom, you know, and he, he pays attention, notices when the leaves are hitting the ground or he'll pick up the leaves from the ground and fall is a natural time for releasing and shedding and surrendering. And we are entering that season. That is the season that God has created. God's created four seasons and it's not just about the weather. It's not just about the trees, but he's created four seasons built into our experience and interaction with creation. And I often think that it's reflective of what's happening spiritually and what's happening internally. And when we live our lives with our mind, body, and spirit in sync with creation, it's almost as if we're living in sync with the rhythm that God intended in his original design. I shared something in my Instagram story last week about a study that they did to inject redwood trees with adrenaline to see if they would bloom year round instead of going into fall and hibernation. You know, especially when it comes to agriculture and farming, you know, so much of the practices today that have gone on a big scale have almost tried to bypass God's initial intention for design. And so trees and the land and agriculture was designed to go through rhythms, right? And so trees typically shed and go into hibernation in the fall, especially redwood trees. And so do you know what happened within one year of being injected with adrenaline? All of the redwood trees died, which is tragic, right? Now, why is that? 
Seasons of fall and releasing and surrendering are necessary to prepare us for spring and blooming and birth. Think about it. If a tree never sheds, in essence, what's going to happen to those leaves that are just hanging on forever? Eventually, they're going to fall away anyways. And so there's something about the shedding, the releasing, the surrendering that we see in, mirrored in creation that we need to embrace because that is this, the cyclical nature of creation. And it's also our cyclical nature as human beings made in the image of God. We are not meant to produce 24-7, 365. We were created to go through a cyclical process because it's necessary for our own growth, healing, and evolvement. And those of you who listened to some of my recent episodes with Dr. Heather Rhodes and Dr. Leah Gordon, we talk specifically even for women, how we're designed to go through that cyclical process every 28 days. We're designed to release and surrender and shed every 28 days. That's happening literally within our wombs, shedding the lining of our womb. If we don't have life that we're growing inside of us, we shed, we release and literally a couple days ago, you know, I'm getting ready for my cycle to start. And I just went on really a spiritual walk with God around the neighborhood and just was praying about what I need to release this month and, and what, as my body is shedding, what I'm going to do to really surrender and lay things down. You know, what things have I been carrying from this previous month that I really need to give to God? Um, what do I need to really release and trust him with? What do I need to surrender? And so I really want to open your eyes to this idea of releasing and surrendering is a crucial part of our walk with God. It's not just going up, up, up and having all these spiritual highs and experiences. Did you know that releasing can be just as holy as taking big steps of faith? Surrendering can just be as sacred as being able to hear a big word from God. Okay. It's a spiritual practice, releasing, surrendering, trust, rest. You've heard me talk about Sabbath and how holy Sabbath is. So I want to share a story with you to really walk you through this process. And and I have so many examples that I could share with you and things I'm even walking through currently that relate to this idea. And I have been reflecting recently on, you know, kind of the season of transition for Nate and I, you know, coming out of a challenging year of burnout really eight years ago. This was in 2015. And I just felt like I was at the end of my rope with ministry and being on staff at our church. We had been a part of a small house church that was really growing. As we started to scale, I founded the children's ministry, which those of you who've done that for small churches, you know what I'm talking about. We were renting space in a school, so we were lugging tubs in every Sunday and we were setting up all the things and, you know, all the lessons and, you know, it was, it was a lot of hard work in that, the early days. And, you know, Nate and I also just had a heart to help the leadership team grow relationally. You know, I was on staff doing children's ministry. He was on staff doing youth ministry. And so we were really just trying to cultivate a close team, um, in, in, in leadership and the church had gone through an ugly split about three years prior. And I thought I'd work through it, but honestly, it was all just kind of building up and catching up with me. And so I've shared in previous episodes, I just got to the point where I remember one day at church, it was a Sunday when I wasn't in the school, you know, the Sunday school classrooms. And I just snuck in the back row with a hoodie over my head and just prayed that no one would need anything for me. 
Okay, I I just also finished my first year of motherhood, and our daughter had gone through some health challenges, including surgery that she had to go under general anesthesia at only six months old. And so I just miss family being close. I had tried to go back to work for a few months as a college advisor, but I just, you know, it got to a point where my heart was just aching to be home with Emma. And I just felt really lonely, you know, where we lived outside of Philadelphia. Our friends were located about 45 minutes apart. So it was hard to really do life together as a new mom, figuring things out and nap time. And then, you know, all this stuff happening with ministry. And so I knew change was coming. I knew change was necessary, but I didn't really understand why, where, or how. And I think that's really important for you to hear today because many times when God's inviting us into a season of releasing, surrendering, and trusting, he often is not giving us the step after that because that's the whole point. We have to be willing to lay things down and to surrender and wait and seek him in order to get clarity about what's after that. And so what do we do when we don't quite know what change is coming or, or what it means, but we know in our spirits that he's calling us into a season of change. So we're going to kind of dive into the three main points for today and how to walk that through. So point number one, when you know change is coming, first you need to release to God whatever's holding you back. So I'm talking about familiarity, comfort, predictability, having control, You know, I also recently read a quote by Dr. Joe Dispenza, and it really struck me. He said, you know, in order to step into a new future, you know, there's current you and there's future you. And in between those two parts of you, there's this whole gap that you don't even really know what to expect. But in order to move into a new season, into future you, you must confront the parts of you that aren't going there. Just let that sit for a minute. There are things right now in you parts of you that are no longer going to serve you in a future season. And unless you're willing to surrender, release, and trust God, and to do that inner work, to heal those parts of you, it's going to be really difficult to be fully available to the Holy Spirit in the future season. And so often the shedding, the releasing, the surrendering is because God is wanting you to confront those parts of you that are no longer serving you. In essence, we're talking about the process of sanctification. We're talking about spiritual growth. We're talking about emotional health and maturity. We've got to be willing to go through that process with God because he wants more of us to be available so that we can handle more of his anointing. We can handle more of his trust. We can respond in deeper ways to the Holy Spirit. And so what did it look like to release everything to God in May of 2015? Nate and I knew change was necessary. We knew it was coming you guys, we pushed all of our chips in. I kept getting this picture of, you know, God just really wanting us to step out of the boat. Like the boat felt comfortable. You know, we were kind of in a rhythm with our church. We were getting into a rhythm as parents. We had all of our friends there in Pennsylvania. We had a great group of community, but it just felt like, I don't know what, why, or how we're going to do this, but we need to step out of the boat. And so Nate and I had, you know, many conversations. We prayed, we sat down and talked with our pastor and we decided to really take like a three month sabbatical. Again, we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, we didn't know if we'd be back to Pennsylvania. 
Uh, we didn't know if we were going to move to another state. So we moved from Pennsylvania to Michigan for that sabbatical summer. And, you know, as we did that, really stepping out in that way, all of this clarity and all this revelation and and truly um, restoration coming out of a season of burnout, that summer was so critical for us to really discern the will of God in our lives. And so that leads me to point number two. When Once you've released what's holding you back, you know, once you've really laid down those things that are familiar, those things that feel comfortable, you guys, it wasn't easy to just move. We had to put all of our stuff in storage. We we had teary goodbyes to friends, not knowing if we'd be back. We, you know, had lots of questions that we couldn't give answers to, but we knew that that was necessary to go into this next step, which is truly surrendering. You have to surrender and open your heart to all the possibilities that God has in store for you. So you really release, you lay down the things that feel comfortable, familiar, and then you truly surrender and just have this open posture before the Holy Spirit. You know, I've been thinking of this phrase a lot recently. It's just been coming up in my spirit and just hearing him ask me, you know, Amber, do you have eyes to see it? You know, do you have ears to perceive it? The Holy Spirit's been speaking to me so strongly recently that I've just entered this deeper level of surrender to him because I know his voice is leading me clearly and I feel confident that I'm hearing from him. And I think the questions that he's asking me, like, Amber, do you see it? Do you perceive it? He's just affirming, like, it's so obvious to me what he's doing in my life right now that how could I not say yes? So what does it look like to surrender? You know, what does it look like <clears throat> to truly step out of the boat? You know, I can't help but think of Peter, you know, when he's just scared in, in, that, in that rocky boat. And Jesus is, you know, walking out to him on water. And, you know, he, of course, leaps at the thought of Jesus and, you know, wants to step out to move towards him. But there's fear, right? He wants to know exactly how is this going to (laughs) work? Where's my right foot going to go? Where's my left foot going to go? How am I not going to sink? How am I going to be safe? You guys, we so badly often want logical answers from God. We want him to like give us this blueprint and tell us it's all going to be okay and show us how. And then we say, okay, okay, God, I'll trust you because this makes sense to my logical mind. You guys, that's not faith. That's control. Faith means I have a a hope of, of what's to come because my hope is in who God is. It's in his character. My trust is in his heart for me. My trust is in his promises and in his word. He doesn't promise us that he'll tell us all the answers. He doesn't promise us that he'll explain how it's all going to work. We are in relationship with him so we can feel comfort and confidence in who he is and in his love for us, even when it doesn't make sense. And so that leads me to point number three, you know, we have to trust God with the outcome. I love the story of the Israelites crossing the Jordan and this idea of, you know, they get to this point where they're you know, being kind of chased and, and, and experiencing this like ultimate confrontation of their fear. Like, how are we going to cross this river? And it's not like they stood on the side and then all of a sudden the water split, you know, and then they just like started walking. They actually put their toe in first. 
their toe in the big, scary, rushing water. And then the water split. It parted. And then they walked through. There's something about a practical step of faith to show God, I do trust you, Lord. I am willing to say yes. I will take that first step. You are good, and I trust you more than my need to understand how you're going to do it. I was talking to a friend recently who said to me, you know, Amber, you have such a childlike faith. And honestly, it just feels like my faith is growing so much in this season because the spirit is moving so quickly that if I don't respond immediately with my toe going into the water with a yes to God, I feel a quenching and a grieving in my spirit. And I'm not willing to do that. I would rather have radical obedience to God, which is immediate obedience without going through my logic and reasoning brain, just saying yes to God. When I know that I know that I know that my spirit is being led by the Holy Spirit, I say yes to God because that's what brings him delight and that's what honors him. And so Nate and I did that. We trusted him. We took one step at a time. We moved from outside of Philly to Michigan And then at the end of that summer season, um, we just felt like, again, change was coming. We were entering literally this time of year. It was September. It was getting cold at the lake. And we're like, okay, what's the next step, God? We had thought we were going to move down to North Carolina. That door closed. And, you know, I just felt like, you know what? Let's just move to Fort Wayne for one month. (laughs) One month. We talked to his parents. Um, We moved in with them. And we just like, let's see what life is like here. And God brought us into a community in a church and a Sabbath group for healing and a hidden season. That was in from 2015 to 2020. I mean, truly the Lord knew what we needed. The church he brought us into was such a gift in that season to heal from a lot of the dysfunction that we experienced in ministry in Pennsylvania. Um, we immediately uh, cultivated many deep friendships. We reconnected with two core families who we've been in a relationship with for over 20 years. And that's how our Sabbath group was birthed. If you missed the season on, on Sabbath and the rhythm of how we do Sabbath, go back and check out that episode. It was just such a healing season for us. And honestly, that season all prepared me for the season I'm in right now. If I had not been willing to take a step of faith, if I had not been willing to be in a hidden season and really heal from some of the hurt that I experienced in ministry, I would not be the counselor that I am. And I would not be able to say yes to God in the ways that I am right now. And so that was my shedding and releasing and surrendering was really that five years of being willing to lay down, honestly, some of my gifts. I mean, I am a leader. I love speaking. I've always been, you know, upfront in ministry. And it was a season of just sitting in the pews and not not really serving, not doing anything, just healing. And that's what I needed in that season to really come out of burnout. So here's the big idea for today, and this is what I want you to take away. Releasing, surrendering, and trusting God will posture your heart to be led by the Holy Spirit during seasons of change. It's critical and necessary to prepare you for what God has after that, but He may not reveal to you what the end outcome will be. But what he does promise you is that he will be with you. He will walk through it. He will shepherd you. He will guide you. He will be faithful to do this work in you, 
to prepare you for whatever's next. So here's some things I want you to reflect on this week. What do you need to release to God? What is no longer serving your larger purpose or calling? What needs to be laid down? What parts of you do you need to confront because you don't want to carry those habits or struggles into the next season? That that means personally, individually in your own heart, character, spiritual life. What needs to go? What needs to be shed? Is there repentance that is necessary? Is there allowing God to really search you and know you? What about your your marriage, your friendships? What things relationally need to be confronted? You guys, the more God entrusts to you, the more favor you have in your life, the more opportunity you have, the deeper, the deeper, the deeper he does the inner work. Because those of you who are called to leadership in any capacity need to have the house of character to hold that anointing and calling. Because leaders who are given favor without being willing to go through refinement are often those who fall and struggle. Next question, what do you need to surrender and open your heart to? You know, maybe you've been sort of sensing a nudge from God in a certain direction and maybe you've kind of squashed it or maybe you've been ignoring it or maybe you've just kind of put it on a shelf and keep telling God eventually, maybe someday. I... I wanted to speak a word of exhortation to you as the body of Christ. We are entering a season in our country where it is absolutely necessary and essential for the body of Christ to say yes to God in every way. The things you've been putting off, you can no longer do that. It's time to be bold. It's time to say yes. It's time to move through and move towards whatever God has asked you to do because delayed obedience is disobedience. And so I'm not saying rush the process. Obviously, that's the whole point of this episode. You have to go through the journey the Holy Spirit has for you to prepare you. But I want you to say yes to him and whatever that next step is for you. And how can you demonstrate your trust and faith in God? It's not just belief. You know, we can have good intentions and say, yes, God, that sounds good. Yes, I want to do that someday. But faith without action is dead. So take action, step out of the boat, cross the Jordan, show God that you trust him. I believe in you. I'm cheering you on. I would love to hear from you. If you want to share what's stirring up in your spirit today, if, if there's something that you're feeling called to release to God and surrender in some way that God's nudging you to stay, take a bold step of faith, email me, tell me about it. Hello at lifeinterconnected.com. You can find me on Instagram now at lifeinterconnected. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for being here today. Just a reminder, if you missed the announcement, I'm hosting a virtual masterclass on October 21st with my friend Michaela Bell. She did the episode with me last week and I'd love for you to join us. We even have 10 VIP tickets for for individual coaching after the event. You can click the link in the show notes and jump in while you can. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for sharing the space with me today. I want you to know that God sees you. You are loved, valued, and important. 
If this podcast helped you, it would mean so much if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and text or post a screenshot with your friends who can join our mindful movement of believers. Let's live intentionally as God designed life to be interconnected. I'm cheering for you. We are in this together, and I look forward to next time.